Hello and welcome to Messages at BBC. In these messages, you'll hear from professors, staff, guest speakers, as well as students. These messages were spoken and recorded on campus at Boise Bible College. If you'd like to check out Boise Bible College, please see our website at boisebible.edu. I remember, I remember it like it was yesterday. It's a day that an 11-year-old never forgets. Mom came home from Walmart, and I had the box, and I opened up the tape, and I pulled out what was inside, and I plugged it in. It was my first Nintendo. It's, a, it's an important day in the life of an 11-year-old. And, and I did what I had always seen my friends do. I, I pulled out that first game and, and plugged it in. Super Mario Brothers, the original. And I had my, my controller, and I, I learned up and down and left and right and A and B. And, and I, could, I could make him go, and I could make him jump. And, and then we were... We were before I knew it, we were climbing upstairs and jumping to a flagpole and and I had I had won the level. And then I go to the next level. No 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 no. No 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 no. The next level, it's all gray, scary, there's fire. You gotta make it through that level. You go through the pipes, you level up again, and, and then in the process of all of this, you start learning important lessons about mushrooms. And fire flowers and stars. And as you go, the levels get harder and more complex. And, and my fingers had to become more dexterous and, and more precise so that I could, I could learn my way and, and defeat the enemies as I would go through. And then I began learning these pipes. You can skip levels. You don't even have to play level six or level seven. You can go straight to level eight from level four. It was amazing. And then, the finale of them all. You have to face Bowser to save the princess. And after months and months of, of, of trying and striving and practicing, I, Vance Russell, saved the princess. It was a glorious moment in my life. And, and, and all of that, I had, I had learned to level up. I had learned to, to make it to the end. I had learned to, to win the game and get to the end. It's an important day in an 11-year-old's life. We've been talking in chapel about the Holy Spirit. We talk about how the Holy Spirit seals us and and uh, empowers us and other, other aspects of what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Today we're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit sanctifies us. The Holy Spirit as sanctifier. And you might wonder, what on earth does Super Mario Brothers have to do with the Holy Spirit as sanctifier? I'm going to get to that in a minute. 
But I want to talk for a second about what it means that the Holy Spirit is our sanctifier. Um, This is going to be a topical sermon, so we're not going to spend much time in one single text. We're going to look at lots and lots of different texts throughout the New Testament to see the role of the Holy Spirit as sanctifier and what it means that we are sanctified and that we have sanctification. And, and one of the verses that, that stands out uh, prominently that connects the Holy Spirit to this work of sanctification that it does in our lives is in the greeting as Peter writes his first epistle, 1 Peter, uh, Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ. To God's elect, that's us. But specifically, Peter had in mind exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus and Galatia and Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. We were chosen according to God's foreknowledge and we were chosen through the sanctifying work of his Holy Spirit. And so sanctification, let me give you a definition here. Sanctification is the continual process by which the Holy Spirit makes a follower of Jesus more like him. Sanctification, the continual process by which the Holy Spirit makes a follower of Jesus to be more like him. That word sanctify, there's a Greek word behind it. It's literally the noun or the adjective for holy And they slap the verb ending on the end of it. It means holify, to make something holy. And so the adjective is holy, the verb is sanctify, and the noun is saint. Someone who has been made holy, who has been sanctified, it applies to a person. And and when we talk about sanctification, it is important to, to differentiate between another important doctrine that we have from the New Testament, that is the doctrine of justification. Sanctification, justification. Both of them are very important doctrines. Both of them are very important to understand. Both of them are tremendous blessings that we have when we have uh, life in Christ, when we become a new creation. But it's also important to understand that there is an important difference between sanctification and justification. Justification was completed and accomplished on Jesus' cross. Sanctification is accomplished when we carry our cross. Jesus' cross, our cross. Justification shows how much God loved us while we were still sinners. Sanctification shows that God loves us too much to leave us as sinners. And so this doctrine, this sanctification has three actual parts within it. There's the beginning, the middle, and the end. There's, there's beginning the process of sanctification. Uh, the, the Bible word for that, really it's not even uh, specifically in the Bible, but the word that we use to, uh, to describe the beginning process there is the word regeneration. When we become a, a new creation, And and Romans chapter 15 helps us understand this process of sanctification. Romans 15, 16, Paul writes that, that God gave to Paul the priestly duty 
of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. We're sanctified, and it's the Holy Spirit that sanctifies us. And so the Holy Spirit does that through a process. That process begins with what I was just talking about, regeneration. Titus chapter 3 talks about this. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing and the rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified... By his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. And in that verse, you can see the, the differentiation between sanctification and justification. But I want to focus on how that, that process begins when he saved us through washing and rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit. And that's another day that this 11-year-old will never forget. The day that I was washed and renewed, and baptized into Christ, and began that process, that first step of sanctification. As I made that commitment to Jesus, and his blood covered me, so that I could be washed, and renewed, and reborn by the Holy Spirit. But not only was it a, a past reality, it's also a continual reality. It's a reality that we're experiencing every day as we become more and more like Jesus every day. But then it's also a future reality that one day we'll get to experience heaven. And that one day the curse that is on this earth that plagues us all will no longer, will no longer be here. And, and in that day, I get to experience the lack of curse, the lack of, 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 of sinful desires, and I can experience what we call glorification, the final stage of sanctification. But in between the first step and the end result, we stand in this continual process of sanctification. And that's where we need to focus because that's where it hits us in life right now. And this process reminds me in some ways of Super Mario Brothers, and really kind of every video game, because video games are always about leveling up, right? You, you play through the, the first level, and then you go to the second level, which is slightly more difficult than the first level. And, and as you level up, the challenges are new. But also as you level up, the tools and the resources that you have at your disposal are new. And, and as you level up, the old experiences that got your heart pounding Earlier, no longer do that for you, but now a new challenge will excite you. And in the same way that when you fail and you fall in one of those holes or the, the turtle shell gets you and you die, the good news is you can just pop back up and start all over again. And in this life of sanctification, we have days when we fail. But thank God that his mercies are new every morning. And we can pop back up and start all over again in this process 
of becoming sanctified. There's a lot of parallels between leveling up through games and and this process of life of sanctification, but there's also some key differences. Because this analogy, like all analogies, will will break down, and and here's a few places where this breaks down. I can turn off Mario Brothers. I can't turn off sanctification. I can hit save and come back later and pick up where I left off in games. But sanctification is real life. And I just can't hit save and, and then, then decide I'll stop working on my sanctification for a while and go do this over here and then I'll just come back up and just pick right up where I, where I left off. Sanctification doesn't work that way. In Super Mario Brothers, I could take the pipe and skip levels. There's no skipping levels in sanctification. There's no shortcuts. There's no, there's no quick way to get to the end. There's only... The long path. And there are no cheat codes. I can't hit up, down, up, down, A, B, A, B, left, right, left, right, and hit the cheat code in order to suddenly have the key scriptures memorized, in order to suddenly no longer be impacted by the temptations that I've struggled with for years in order to to suddenly have the kind of wisdom and insight that comes through going through trials and hard experiences. I I, I can't cheat my way through that. And so the metaphor breaks down there too. But in the rest of our time, I want to talk about as we level up, as we do go through this process of continually growing in Christ-likeness, I want to point out that we have some tools at our disposal. And these are tools that are not only ours, but they are tools that are used by the Holy Spirit. And we partner with the Holy Spirit, who is our sanctifier. And the Holy Spirit uses these tools to sanctify us, to help us level up in our sanctification. So these are the the mushrooms and the fire flowers and the stars that the Holy Spirit uses on us. The first one is his word. John 17, 17 through 19. Jesus uh, is praying for uh, his disciples and, and he's praying for us too. And Jesus prays, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into this world, I am sending them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. You see the tool that that the Holy Spirit uses right there to sanctify us? Jesus prays that we will be sanctified by the truth. This is why God's word is so important and so precious to our lives. This is why We learn it, we read it, we memorize it, we cherish it, we quote it. If you have not yet, I want to challenge you to make it your goal to read through the entire Bible before you graduate. Maybe maybe you want to do that before this year is out, to make it a goal that you have read through the entirety of, of the Bible Because there is no way that you can possibly spend too much time in his word. Because after you've read it, guess what? You get to start over again and read it again. 
And after you've read it again, read it in another translation. And after you've read it again, read it in chronological order. And then after you've done that, I'll teach you Greek and you can read it there. <laughs> and after you've done that, someone else can teach you Hebrew and you can, you can read the Old Testament that way. And then you can begin to, to memorize it so that it's right there on the tip of your tongue and on the front of your mind and so that the Bible will become for you the glasses, the filter, the lenses through which you see and process this world around you. And, and when it becomes that for you, the Holy Spirit will use it to level you up and to transform and sanctify you. Prioritize your time in his word. There's another tool that the Holy Spirit uses, and that is the Christian community that we have. Because, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but it is not possible to be sanctified by yourself. You cannot be sanctified when you're all alone in solitary confinement. Because, in that, because you need other people to help sanctify you. I have some people that God put in my life, and I think they're only there for my sanctification. Anybody else know what I mean? Why on earth is this person my life, Lord? Because you need to become more like me. And then I wonder how many people have prayed that prayer about me. But we need one another to grow in sanctification. We do this, one, through mentoring relationships. Find someone who is a few more levels up from where you are right now. Someone who has been playing the game longer than what you have been playing. Someone who, who understands how to use the tools better than you understand them right now. And, and watch that person. Maybe even approach that person and ask him or her to mentor you. Someone that you say, I want to have a relationship like Jesus like that person does. Now, they're going to fail you because they're not perfect and they're not a finished product. But when we find a mentor, when we find a model, that will help us to see how we can grow there. So mentoring is a way that we see uh, that, that, we, that, that the Holy Spirit uses this tool as we grow in our sanctification uh, within the Christian community. But another aspect of the Christian community tool is not only mentoring, but also accountability. Accountability is not someone who has been, uh, who is levels ab above you, but is someone else who is at the same level that you are at and understands the same struggles that you are struggling with. And someone that you can be honest with, someone that you can say, today was not a leveling up day. At the end of today, I don't look more like Jesus than I, than I did yesterday and I'm not proud of that. And accountability is someone that you can confess that to. Someone that you can share that with. And, and a trusted accountability partner isn't there to beat you up, but to encourage you and, and to help you in that path so that you can do the same for him or her too. Find someone who is not going to, to shame you or guilt you, but also find someone who is going to challenge you and encourage you. 
that can help you within that Christian community to level up. And then the Bible has, the New Testament has so much to say about, about how the Christian community sanctifies us. There's, there's this passage in Galatians, you know it as the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There, are no, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. That last word there, that word each other, sometimes it's translated one another. It's an important word throughout the New Testament. And, and Paul's writings especially are full of instructions on how we need to relate to one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to build each other up. We need to forgive one another. And all of those one another's, all of those verbs in front of the one another's, those are all ways that we level up in our sanctification and we can't do any of them on our own. I cannot forgive in solitary confinement. I cannot bear one another's burdens by myself. We need one another so that we can help each other grow closer to Jesus and level up in Christ's likeness. And all of those fruits of the Spirit? You think you can have love on a deserted island by yourself? Can you have kindness in solitary confinement? Can you have self-control when no one else is around? We need other people in our lives so that we can grow in those areas. And the Holy Spirit gives us the Christian community as a tool for our sanctification. A third tool that the Holy Spirit uses is trials. You know this passage from James. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and that perseverance finish its work so that you may become mature and complete, not lacking in anything. That idea there of, of maturity and completion is where James is picking up on this theme of sanctification. Maturity and completion is what I'm describing as, as leveling up. And one of the ways that we level up is through trials. And James says that we should consider it Joy. Now, often when trials come my way, joy is not the primary reaction that I would lead with. It's usually griping, frustration, anger. That's just to get me started. Joy is way down the list. But I've found that the more and more and more and more we level up, the more and more we realize... There's something to that. This is what I have found. I can remember in my, my earlier days, my, my younger days, my days when I was a less sanctified version of myself. And I heard Christian teachers and leaders and preachers, people that I respected and admire, say statements that I knew were true. You really got to trust God in this one. Yeah, yeah, I know that's true. 
forgiveness is going to set you free more than it will set the other person free. I knew that was true. And I've learned that there is a difference between hearing that truth that you know is true, but it becomes cliche because everybody knows it's true and you've heard it's true. And then there's a difference between what knowing it's true and hearing it in a cliche way and then experiencing it. And when your parents get divorced, when your friend commits suicide, you learn that holding on tight to God and trusting in Him in hard times is more than just a cliche truth. And yet those who have been through that experience, there's really not any other way that we can express it It just hits our ears and it hits our hearts differently because we have had that experience. And that trial has produced maturity and completion in us that has allowed us to level up in ways that we have not yet experienced even though we know it's true when we're down here. And so those trials are a major tool that the Holy Spirit uses to develop in us, to level us up in sanctification. That's why we can't skip levels. We need to go through those so that we deeply, personally, internally understand and experience those truths that we've nodded at before, but we didn't really and truly know. A fourth tool the Holy Spirit uses for our sanctification is persecution. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the fathers who were before you. And there it is again, this idea of persecution. But notice it's persecution not for being a jerk. Sometimes we deserve it. But persecution because of Jesus, because of me, Jesus says. And and when we do that, we realize that we... We have to become enough like Jesus for other people to see that we're like Jesus in order for them to persecute us because we're like Jesus. And if they treated Jesus in the way that they have treated him, isn't it just natural that they're going to treat us in the same way if we really are like him? And if persecution is not something that we go like looking for, Not something that we just like knock on doors and say, hey, persecute me, here I am. I'm asking for it. Help me to be like Jesus today. That's not how it works. But when we are pursuing Christ-likeness and when we are actually effectively becoming more Christ-like, the world will notice. And I think often what is going on is because that they might not persecute us is because we're often not a threat. If we were a threat, 
they would notice. It's when we're often not a threat that what's the, po- the point of bothering to persecute us. I cannot remember the author of this quote, but I, I, I love it. And, the, and I'm going to rephrase it wrong, so I'll just paraphrase it here. But the idea was that, that we need to appreciate our opportunities to experience persecution in this life because in the next there won't be any. This is the only chance that we have to understand what persecution is like because in heaven we won't get that chance. A fifth and final tool that the Holy Spirit uses to help level us up in sanctification is spiritual disciplines. First uh, Timothy 4.8, Paul writes, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Every year there is a competition and championship given out for the Ironman Challenge. If you know what the Ironman Challenge is, in order to just complete it, you must swim 2.4 miles. And then you must bicycle 112 miles. And then you finish by running a marathon 26.2 miles. There's a reason that not everybody competes in the Ironman Challenge. Because it's ridiculously hard. Because you have to train for months, if not years, to be able to get to the point where you can even endure that and not die in the process. And Paul says that physical training is of some value. He acknowledges that, that we do need to steward our bodies and take care of them. There's, there's a good part of that. But it's of some value. As opposed to godliness, which has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. I think we need to take the challenge of becoming a spiritual Iron Man. The spiritual Iron Man challenge. To be able to, to have that kind of endurance, that kind of, of, of training, so that we can go farther and endure more than other people can. In fact, that's a little bit of what BBC is about. And when we complain about how early classes are and how hard homework is and all that other stuff and how suddenly now that we're enrolled in full-time in classes, we no longer have time for video games. There's a reason for that. Because we're training for something that is far more important. Do you want to be a spiritual Iron Man? Here's some spiritual disciplines these come from Richard Foster, who is the author of the classic work, Spiritual, uh, celebrating, uh, celebrating Disciplines. So just here's his chapters. The spiritual discipline of prayer. The spiritual discipline of Bible reading. The spiritual discipline of fasting. The discipline of studying. The discipline of simplicity. The discipline of confession. The discipline of worship. The discipline of guidance. The discipline of solitude. The discipline of submission 
and the discipline of service. Those are not exhaustive. There are more disciplines that are out there for you to level up in Christ-likeness, but that's a great place to start. One month from tomorrow is the beginning of Lent. Lent is um, roughly 40 days, if you subtract the Sundays, uh, before Easter. And it's a time that Christians have used historically to fast. And in that time of fasting, they, they concentrate on how they should be hungering for the resurrection. And in these days leading up to Easter, right there is an opportunity for you to become a little bit more of an iron man or an iron woman. And develop a hunger for God's resurrection. You've got a month right now. Start thinking, what, what do I want to fast from during those days? And how do I want to go about that fast? Then you can find an accountability partner. And you can make a plan together. And then you can go ask a mentor to, to help you and see if there's a better way to go about it. It's amazing how these things tie together. But these disciplines, they help us to focus on what is really important in life. What helps us become more like Jesus in the process. Five tools that the Holy Spirit uses as the sanctifier to help us level up in sanctification to become more like Jesus. And when it is done, well, it won't be done. Paul writes in Philippians 3, not that I have already obtained all of this. Or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize. For which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. If Paul had not reached the, the end goal, what makes us think that I will? Or that you will? But it's not about reaching the end goal because the end goal is looking exactly like Jesus. And I'm not going to do that in this life. But I'm going to press on to what he has called me to do. And rather than just seeing how much um, I have to go between me and, and my right now and what Jesus is like, what I can do is I can look back at my life and see where Vance is in 2019. And then I can look back and see Vance at 2018 and 17 and 16 and 06 and 96 and 1991, when I began that journey. And if you were with me, you know that, that there were some ups and there were some downs from days to day, day to day and week to week and year to year. But as I look at that, I hope to see that, that the level that I am at right now is not where I was which also challenges me to think the level that I'm at right now is not where I want to be. So what am I going to do to let the Holy Spirit work on me to sanctify me, to make me more 
like Jesus next year. Come on up, Caden, let's pray. Lord, Holy Spirit, we simply pray that you will do whatever it takes to make us more like Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Boise Bible College exists to raise up leaders for the church, where we value scholarship, humility, innovation, and community. For more information about Boise Bible College, please see boisebible.edu.